Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Who's Clutch Sports Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Michael Urquhart, and you already know I got my main man, Pots and Pans, Mel Brown. What's going on, bro? How you doing? <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not feeling well right now. Um, I had high hopes for Zion, man. I had high hopes for Zion. Um, what he was doing at Duke, um, I think he went like... Uh, 12 for 12 off that injury when he bust out his shoe at Duke? It was more than that. It was more than 16 for 16 or 14 for 14 or something. Something crazy. (laughs) Get Syracuse. Teaming up with uh, Brandon Ingram. Like, listen, the the Pelicans is not the star or not everyone's organization to play for. Everyone knows that. Um, Lonzo Ball got out of there. He's flourishing in Chicago. They look like they are. You know, top five team in the East to me right now. Um, and the Pels, it doesn't look like Zion is has a sense of urgency to come back. Now, um, he re-injured his right foot, um, and it looked like he's dialed back. It doesn't, doesn't look like it says um, two to three weeks that he'll be coming back. Um, do you have second thoughts about Zion with him being 330 pounds and his foot doesn't look like it's going to be all the way healed? It looked like this might be a lingering injury. Definitely. That's that's a problem, man. That's that's definitely a problem. Like, I don't even know what happened. I, I don't even know what happened. I just looked and on the internet and I seen pictures that I thought um, was photoshopped. Uh, <laughs> I did. Bro, he had on all red. All red. I don't. I don't like that all red stuff, bro. I'm telling you. Welcome if to any, death row. Any man who wear <laughs> last man I seen who had all red on. Sure's not. Sure. <laughs> I'm not playing. Um, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm gonna just leave it there. I really don't know uh, what's going on. Obviously, being 330 pounds, I don't even know if that's football shape. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I don't know offensive what. Lineman. Yeah, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish. Um, that's a problem, and obviously that's a process. So he's he's not coming back no time soon. Um, he's not coming back no time soon. That's what I get out of that. Um, from a player, from an athlete point of view, <clears throat> how hard is it to actually, you know, get back in basketball shape at the same time really dealing with this foot injury? It's impossible. How are you getting in shape without using your feet? Like, so if your foot is injured, you really can't do nothing about your um, your stamina, um, your weight. You can lift weights. That ain't gonna help. You gonna be even bigger, right? So, <laughs> what you what can you do without being able to move? And him being down there in New Orleans, that's that's a problem. Get that brother out of town. No, seriously, get that brother out of town, man. The food too good. It's just too good. I mean, damn, it's too good. So get that brother. He got to go. Get him out of town, far away from New Orleans. If there's one thing that we can agree on, that Zion not missing no meals. <laughs> I tell you that right now. He not. He not missing no meals. He good. He good. He good down there. Bro, if you're the general manager of the Pelicans, like, where do you go from here? Do you just sit here and say, okay, we gotta wait it out? Zion is that big for us to say, okay, you know, you have this this right foot injury, this soreness, it's not going away, you can't work out, you getting bigger, you still eating. Like what do you 
as the general manager, where you at some point you got you have to tell him he has to stop eating. I mean, all seriousness, you gotta tell him something because that don't look good. Like, like what is going on? You know what I mean? Like, what what is really going on? Like, he's he's clearly injured. So, I mean, I guess it's not his fault. Like I said, you can't really do nothing if your foot injured. But to to reach that weight, it's gonna be a hell of a process getting him down to just his regular weight, let alone him. He was supposed to lose weight when he was at his regular weight. So What's his regular weight? 280. 280? Yeah. 290, 280. So, and that's big too. So, thank, so he's 50 pounds away from that. So he got, he was going to have to lose weight. He was going to have to lose like 70 pounds, 75 pounds. I don't see that happening. So, basically, so I'm concerned. So we saying that the Pels got to chalk the season. With him, yeah. They, gonna, they might have to chalk a pick. I'm I'm starting to look at it like that. They might don't they might be in trouble, man. That's 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 a hell of a process getting that boy down to um back into NBA shit. And see, this is my thing. Zion, if you wanted to get out of, you know, New Orleans, if you didn't want to play for them, okay. But at some point you gotta show other teams that you ready to play ball. I mean, you you gotta show them that you three hundred and thirty pounds. And you're you're not on the court. You're not showing anybody what you can do. We know what you can do, but this what have you done for me lately? And lately, it just looked like you gaining calories. Um, so the Pels, they that's a that's a tough task. That's a tough task. You you know as the potential that Zion had coming into the league um, at that weight, jumping that high, um, and he was electric box office everybody was going to pay to see him like he was going to fill the seats whether you was losing or not so but to have him now was kind of like all right you're really not helping us at this point you know i mean brandon ingram he's he's good but he's not zion coming in so um yeah the pels i don't i'm not sure what you're going to do but y'all going to have to make some moves i'm not saying that i just want to see what he's going to look like after he get healthy we're going to have to see, right? That's what I said. It's a, it's a process. It's a process. Oh. <sighs> Bro, Rudy Gobert and the Utah Jazz came in here and beat the Sixers by 22. Um, And Rudy Gobert had 17 and 21 boards against B. Does that – these kind of games – do you key in to see if B is really going to play um, his best? Yeah, you always want to see how your your franchise player um, play against, you know, some of the best competition. You expect him to show up. That's what you pay him for. So, yeah, you definitely um, want to keep your eye on matchups like that. But I expect B to show up every night. What does the Sixers and Doc Rivers need to to really get over the hump? They need a a perimeter player. They need a perimeter player. Um, Damian Lillard, CJ, those caliber type of players. Um, Kyrie Irving. They need somebody else that's able to create and really get a good shot off on the perimeter. Doc, 
I don't know what's going on, man, but listen, I know you need another player. You need to, to get a package deal together, and we need we need somebody else box office over here. I know you like working with Tobias Harris. Right now, he averaging 19 and 8, So you, but I just don't. He's a complimentary piece. You got to be, we need him to be more dominant down there in the post. Maxi is coming into his own. He's giving you 16, and he's giving you four assists a game. Um, I just think the Sixers need um, another player besides Embiid who can take over the game. And because you need that dual threat. You need that. You need somebody else to be able to get on, to, to catch fire. I haven't really seen Tobias catch fire, Maxi catch fire. I, I haven't really seen it. And we know B can be dominant, but you need another player to also to, to, to show fear in another team, in those other teams. And Utah came in here and beat you by 22. Um, I understand it was off a of back-to-back, but at least show me show me some type of fight. Doc was even talking about benching B. The game was close, but he didn't he didn't he didn't feel as though that Joel and B was showing him that sense of urgency. Like I I, I want to win this game. So the Sixers they they have some a lot of question marks, and I'm not ready to say that they're any type of favorite to go to the NBA championship or, you know, come out of the East. But I will tell you a team that is balling out the East. Toronto and they got a they got a young player over there that's that's hooping. Mel, how you feel about Scotty Barnes? Scotty Barnes, I think Scotty Barnes is um second coming of Giannis. Um I honestly believe even at this point in his career that he's already a better passer. Um he's a better shooter. His IQ was higher. Um so I, I think that he he's on that trail to being something special, being a freak of nature just like Giannis is. He's almost averaging a block a game. Well he is averaging a block a game, still a game. 15 points, giving you 34% from the three. Um, I like Scotty. I like his intensity. Um, and I like his motor. And it's just, you know, Torres, um, you know, with Kawhi leaving, you know, Van Fleet stepping up as a veteran of that team. And he's taking Scotty under his wing. Um, and Van Fleet said it's a, it's a, it's a fun challenge, you know, teaching uh, Scotty Barnes the game. And, um, you know, Scotty, I think he's 6'7". Scotty like six seven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, you you say Giannis. Um, I haven't really seen him really like dunking on dudes or or showing that long euro being able to you know get to the rack like that. But um, as far as shooting size and how you may have to defend him, yeah, Scotty is um Scotty is making a name for himself in this league. Um, to me. I think that where the East is going, you know, um, having Kevin Durant, um, having Zach Levine, um, you know, we miss Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, we got James Harden, but really, we really don't know what's going on with him. Uh, who's coming out the East? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, like I said before, I think every game is going at least six games and. In the East, uh, I think the I think the Miami Heat is the most dangerous team in the East. Fully healthy, though. So, but the most dangerous team doesn't mean that they're going to come out the East. 
they could just be good competition, but will he be able to beat them in a seven-game series? Yeah, that's why I think they're the most dangerous. I think they could beat anybody. I don't see him beating. I don't see him beating Milwaukee, um, and I see, I I don't see him beating Brooklyn. Uh, but we need better play from James Harden. It looks like the rule change is really affecting his game. Um, right now, I know we talked about it last show in regards to, uh, you know, what it means for Clay Thompson to come back and be another addition to the Warriors. Do you think Clay can do you have we seen Clay's peak? Like can Clay actually get better coming off this injury? Yeah, I think so because Clay Clay was never like a super athletic um player. Like even on his jump shot, he he jumped just perfectly, just the right elevation on, on what it takes to make a, a jump shot. Um only thing I I'm really looking at as far as his injuries to see if it really affected him is his, his lateral movement, mainly on defense. Is he going to be that same defender? But as far as shooting a basketball, um, IQ and stamina and stuff like that, I think he'll get back to to that. Clay is a dynamic player. Um, is he a better shooter than Steph Curry? As crazy as it sounds, yeah, in my opinion. Um, so when you speak in terms of pure shooting, Clay is second to nobody. And I'm talking about in the history of the NBA. Like, your favorite player does not get as hot as Clay Thompson. Scoring 60 points off 11 dribbles, 37 in a quarter. I could go on and on and on and... Take Steph, for example. Steph's hottest game, some of his hottest games, he still don't compare to, to what Clay did. So, Clay had 15 threes in the game, which blows my mind. Blows my mind. So, his ability to just be able to catch and shoot, and just the way he shoot, he, mind you, he got size. He's 6'7". Um, I, I, I think Steph is the better player, obviously, right? Because Steph could do it. In so many different ways, and he has longer range. But I think just catching and shooting, or if they was to stand in one spot, I think Clay would wear him out for sure. Steph Curry is on the on the road to breaking the record, mm-hmm. the three point record, mm-hmm. which Ray Allen holds. Mm-hmm. Uh, sixteen, mm-hmm. he needs sixteen threes. Mm-hmm. Um, Steve Kerr has said that he will be shooting the ball a lot. Look for <laughs> Steph Curry to be shooting the ball. Um, you just said that you watch Clay Thompson make 15 threes in a game, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, what better storyline for Steph Curry to go out there and make 16 threes in a game and break and, and tie the record? How you feel about that? Storyline, yeah. And to the Sixers in Philadelphia. Storyline, yeah. That would be amazing, right? But I don't think that's happening. 16 threes. I don't I'm still mind blown by by 15. Um but Clay is that type of animal and I think it get overshadowed because Steph is uh dynamic too. He, Steph is like I said the better player so he's box office. Clay is textbook. Textbook. 
one two dribble pull up catch and shoot just the right elevation the his even his focus when you when you see him rise for a jump shot just you see him eyeing the rim down follow through he don't take his eyes off until the ball go in in the rim like it's certain things you look at and you see like damn he shoot the same way every time like he is to me second to nobody when it comes to shooting you could say you're on the same level you could say that but i don't think he's second to nobody so steph curry is not a better shooter than clay thompson he's not His brother said he knows everybody is trying to come up with ways to stop him. That's the special part about it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a defense, like when you when when game, we got to throw everybody at him. Mm-hmm. Double teams, you know, when he traps, you know, I mean, bumping him, and getting a little physical, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's he's still doing what he's doing, bro. Like Steph is, I, I've never seen. He is he is the greatest shooter that I've ever seen shoot the ball. Right? Have is, would you agree to that? Steph Curry is the greatest shooter to ever shoot the basketball. Would you agree to that? Um, he's box office. See, that, that that that's a contradiction to what I was just saying. So it's hard for me to really say that. Like I said, Clay gets overshadowed because of what Steph is able to do with the basketball, along with shooting, and that's the difference. But when you talk about strictly shooting. I told you how I felt personally. And, and the proof is there. No lie. This is not my just my opinion. When you look at it, your favorite – this guy, I, I watched him. I didn't watch – I watched him score 37 in a quarter. Off seven, 11 dribbles. Seven for seven from the tray. Like, that's – He has 60 in 29 minutes. So, he's never shot under 40%. This is Clay Thompson. In a season, he's mm-hmm. never shot under – 40%. Which doesn't surprise me. But uh, he's never averaged 25 points. Because he don't have to. But he's capable. He's more than capable. He's more than capable. And and that's why I said it gets overshadowed because Steph is this superstar. But Clay does the same amount of damage, if not more. So you telling me Clay Thompson will be able to do this if he had his own team? Absolutely. Um I just I gave you the example of Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller had his own team. Clay is better shooter than him. I don't mean to disrespect nobody, but it is what it is. <laughs> I just think that that Clay, and there's no disrespect to him, um, but that space that you talked about in last show in regards to um what Steph brings, like, you know, Clay, like I, I don't think that you'll ever see Clay Thompson play without Stephen Curry. I don't think so. Like they I go both ways though. But I but we we're, we're watching with Steph Curry doing without Clay. It, it, it's, it's games that Clay didn't have Steph out there. They they going that's what make them like a crazy duo because I mean what what can you do? But the Warriors right now are the best team in the league without Clay Thompson. That's and, why when you ask me um, if he's eighty percent, and I told you that means they got an eighty percent chance of winning the championship. Look how good they are without him. He's not going to hinder any team. And every team in the league needs a Klay Thompson. So, you add him to that team, I think it's a shoe-in. The Warriors can't win the championship without Clay. No. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Because when you look at the Eastern Conference, it's going to be rough. It's going to be rough being them teams in the Eastern Conference. It's going to be rough. They need Klay Thompson. Every team needs to be fully healthy. So, it's going to come down to injury. 
right now, um, I like the way the season is going. Um, I just don't like what's going on with Kyrie Irving. Um, do you think – what? I'm not going to make any assumptions. I'm just going to ask you. Um, how do you feel about that, uh, how the Brooklyn Nets are handling the situation with Kyrie Irving? I mean, I think they're doing a good job because what can you do? The guy has an opinion. He has a right – to, you know, say what he wants in his body or what he don't want. I know what the perception might be to, you know, everybody, oh, just get it, why not get it? All oh, that's fine, but that's also somebody's opinion. You can't force your opinion on people. And that people forget that. You know, people start thinking that they're right. It's only just because the majority is doing something one way that that's the right way. And that's not always the case. And here it is. Like he don't want to do it. I know Plenty of people that got laid off or fired or terminated, whatever term you want to use, because they don't want to get vaccinated. I understand. I understand. I understand it both ways. I don't think nobody's wrong. I don't think nobody's right. It is what it is. It's your right as a human to say, I don't want to do that. And that's the case. So, I mean, how else can you handle it? They don't really say nothing about it. I mean, the media still, you know, talk about it to keep it relevant, but they probably going to have to trade him, in my opinion. Well, it said that he can just come on the court and play 30 minutes, bro. They said he in shape. They said he in shape. I'm sure he loves basketball. I'm sure he is. Um, to me, it's saying that he's um trying to uh, take an upcoming plant-based COVID vaccine. Um, uh, that was just the news that I got, and that was from the New York Post. Um, talking about a plant-based vaccine. Um, I mean, listen, I second what you said. If anybody wants to make a decision for their body, I don't think that there should be they should be judged for it. You know, and <clears throat> I watched. You know, a lot of analysts, uh, one in particular, Stephen A. Smith, you know, talk about how he he betrayed, you know, Kevin Durant, how Kyrie Irving betrayed Kevin Durant because he didn't want to get the vaccination. <clears throat> I mean, I totally disagree with anybody who, who agrees with this man. And the reason why is because we we all make decisions and. When we make decisions, it's not going to please everyone. And but you have to respect that he's not just going with the majority. And a lot of people make decisions based on how the majority sways. Oh, they doing this. I might as well get it as well. Oh, everybody is saying this. Oh, it got it has to be true. No. Kyrie Irving is a smart man. I'm pretty sure that he did his research. And if his research told him that this vaccination wasn't good for his body, then why would he get it? Because everyone else got it? No. And what we got to go to the, the one of the, the most simplest uh, examples. If he jump off a bridge, you're going to jump off a bridge too? And if he jump off the bridge first and you go down there and die and I stayed on the bridge, you're going to tell me that I betrayed him because I ain't jump off too? 
It's not like both of them or everybody came to an agreement like, oh, hey, if they mandate this vaccine, we all going to get it. No, they didn't make an agreement to that. He didn't break any agreements. So I think the thought of betrayal or, you know, him not being a, a good leader, I think he's being a, a very good leader. Mm-hmm. Um, to everyone out there who wants to stand in, in what they believe in. Like, can you imagine if somebody, you know, Stop believing in what they wanted to and then started to believe in what somebody else. That's imitation. And, and imitation is suicide. So be who, who you want to be. You know, believe in what you want to believe in and stand on it. Stand 10 toes. Don't just do something because everybody else did it. So in my opinion, yes, Kyrie Irving is. Um, and just like he took a stand for the bubble, he didn't think that the NBA should have started. And now what? That's one of the championships that everybody looking at, the, the bubble ship. Oh, that bubble ship don't mean nothing. That Brown won, that chip that he brought to L.A., now that's tainted. Get what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a whole lot that goes in it. But I, I feel like he stood up for a lot, man, and he stands ten toes. So I respect that man. Um, and like I said, he's, he's looking into um, a plant-based vaccine. So... Um, Mill, the other night I was <laughs> on Netflix, man, and I remember uh, it was a it was a crazy rumble <laughs> between Detroit and the Pacers. You know what I'm saying? And we ain't got we ain't got to get into all that, but um, Reggie Miller felt as though that that was one of the uh, that was his 18th season, and he felt as though that he was going to win a championship, man. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? Um, and Steven Jackson even said that that was one of the that was uh that was one of the things that hurt him the most that they weren't able to you know help Reggie Miller win a ring. Uh, what do you remember most about that night in that game? Um, it was crazy, man. It was crazy watching that. You know where you was at? Uh, yeah, I was at my mom's house. I was at my mom's house. League pass. Yeah, I was at my mom's house in the living room. I do remember, and I couldn't. I couldn't believe it. They was getting down. They were, <laughs> yeah, they was getting down, man. That was live. That was live, and and I, I feel like they carried it how they were supposed to. To be honest, um, you don't think the players did anything wrong? Um, I think all right. Ben Wallace kind of ignited it. You know, when it, that's the home team, you tossing headbands and stuff like that. People all drunk in there. So he, he Ron kinda, did had a hard foul. He did, um, and Ron laid on the table, which people probably didn't like as well. Very disrespectful. But his perspective is that was therapeutic. He took a five count. So it's like, okay, it's a lot going on right now. There's a whole lot going on. <laughs> All right, I lay on the table. They toss a bottle at me. Little cup, fans toss a little cup. In the middle of my my wusa. So he jump in the crowd, and then it go down. I mean, it go from there. Everybody, Jermaine, Captain, everybody did what they were supposed to do. Uh, to me, the most shocking part was um, it was only two security guards there, bro. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Two security guards there. And uh, it's going down. <laughs> it's going down. I want to know if that was... What what would have happened if that was you, bro? Uh, who? 
Which one? Ron? Who? Yeah, Ron. If you was Ron, bro. I would have did what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would. Like, he trying to. It's like, I'm already mad. And then it's like, I'm trying to calm down. And somebody hit me with a bottle. My eyes closed and everything. Somebody hit me with a bottle. Little cup. That's all it take. Little cup. Turned that joint out in there. So. So you'd have did the same thing Ron would have did. I, I yeah. I mean, what else would you would have did? It, what you what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Dudes in there. <laughs> Drunk. Tension rising and rising. The Pacers was up like fifteen. Hard foul. It's it's tense in there. So you you gotta you gotta really understand like the environment that that energy in there was probably crazy. And there's two top teams in the East, mind got, you. They got history. Got history. Detroit just beat the Pacers. Yeah. And route to win the championship against the Lakers the year before. It's tense in there, man. It's tense in there. Dude's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep. You gotta throw that in there. Dude's drunk. Dude's running on the floor trying to twist. Oh yeah, yeah. Who Don't, was that? Who was that? They was trying Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah. Just ran up to my man. Like you can't. You got you can't do that. You can't do that. And, and like I said, everybody did what they're supposed to do. Well, Ron Artest left, won a chip with the Lakers. You know what I'm saying? Uh Jermaine O'Neal. He was turned into a prominent player. Uh Maine was Maine was nice. Jermaine O'Neal was nice. Um, jump shot, defense, mm-hmm. bang bangs, what you need. Uh, Jermaine O'Neal, you know, he was good. Uh, you had Reggie Miller, Steven Jackson, dog. You had all dogs on there, you know, and uh, very unfortunate that Reggie Miller couldn't win his ring. Uh, very unfortunate. Cause, uh, would you think the Pacers, the Pacers would have won the chip? Yeah, I do. I think so. That's, that's just flat out? Mm-hmm. Just flat out. I think so. I think they was good enough. They had all the pieces. They had the experience now. I think they was ready. It was more than ready. Steven Jackson said they called me. I was on the block. He said he was on the block, bro. That's what that's how I be sometimes. You know, everybody got a different lifestyle. For sure. For sure. And to come in off the block and be able to contribute like that. Yeah, Steven Jackson was a good player. Um, didn't he win a ring with the Spurs? He did. He did. Um, I mean, if I'm telling you right now, if Steph Curry makes 16 threes against the Sixers, bro, I'm done, bro. You hear me? You hear me? Don't call me. Yeah, I don't see that happening, but that would be crazy. That would be crazy. I'm telling you now, man, Doc Rivers going to be on the hot seat soon. Real rat. I don't think so. It's a lot going on. You got to wait till he really got the pieces in play and ju- to judge him that way. It's a lot going on. Um, you brought up a, a interesting point that we had talked about off air in regards to Ben Simmons. Um, where do you think that this is? Uh, where do you think this Ben Simmons thing is going? Like, like he's not playing any games. Um, he's not making no money. Um, he's keeping quiet. You really don't hear him saying anything. Where do you think this is going? Because this is a big story to me. Because I think the Sixers aren't going to be able to really determine whether or not they are championship caliber until they actually move this piece. Right. 
and he fits right in, which is the the, the crazy part, um, the unfortunate part. He fits right in. If we had him, I think, Will, to answer your question, I think the Sixers would be the best team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, With Ben Simmons playing right now. Mm-hmm. If Ben was playing, I, I believe that. Um, but since he's not, I mean, you got to get rid of him, right? You got to get rid of him. Ben, I don't know what's really going on. I mean, you lost a lot of money. They got that money in escrow. Um, what would you say if 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 Ben Simmons? Because you know we played the he played the you know the mental health card. Um, to me, I didn't really. I mean, listen. When he looked when he lost the money, he started showing up to practice, and he was being a disturbance at practice, right? And everybody keeps saying, oh, the weight of the, the city, everyone was coming at him. The team was being insubordinate. And and to me, it's like, listen, if we call you out, we call you out. Like, <clears throat> at this point, we're playing the highest level. You know, there's no moral victories. We want to win. And, you know, me and you, we disagreed because I said that they should have benched Ben Simmons um, because they had a better chance at, you know, moving along and and getting further in the playoffs, and of course you said that no, they shouldn't because it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna kill his confidence, and it's also gonna, like you said, uh, drop his stock to other teams in the league because they're gonna be like, all right, well we really don't need him. Do we really need him? And it's always gonna be a team that that I feel as though that needs Ben Simmons perimeter defense. Um, he doesn't shoot, but if you have a team where you really don't need him to shoot, but he'll able to grab the rebound and push the break, you know. I mean, but right now, he played the mental health card. Would, would you be surprised if Ben Simmons came around and sued for that money that the Sixers took from him? Well, I mean, you know my answer. That's why you're asking me, right? So uh, I think that's the, the the game that's being played. You figure he didn't say nothing to the media. So that that, that, tell, that tells me it's no proof. It's, we need, we leaving no evidence. We're going to let them do everything, which smells like a lawsuit to me. When, when, when it's all said and done, um, it could be for defamation of character. Or, you know, like I said, the guy has mental health issues that they they saying. So who knows what, what the case could be. But I do think that Ben and Rich Paul or in Clutch Sports um, is going to make sure he get his money back. How would you like it if, um, or do you think the Spurs have any pieces that the Sixers could use if we was to trade Ben Simmons to to the, to San Antonio? Um, I mean Derek White is a good piece. We got Maxi, so we really don't need him. Uh, Dejounte Murray. They got Dejounte, so why do they need Ben? I wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. So I don't think Spurs. I don't think the Spurs and the Sixers got anything in common. Hey, well, Pop, you, my man said you won't be getting a hold of Ben. Um, to me, this whole Ben Simmons thing is just getting out of hand. I don't know what the weight game is for. Um, if he losing money, he could sue. If you sue, that's going to be a nasty lawsuit, and you know, you know, but that's that's also going to be a distraction from the team. Um, 
you know, the team don't want to be worried about Ben Simmons suing the Sixers and all. I mean, they want to they want to win a championship. You know, just a couple of years ago, remember, Kawhi hit that shot. Right. Where he walked. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Walked. Definitely walked, but he hit that shot. Yeah. And then Kawhi went to go win the chip. And the Sixers ain't been right since. And, you know, had a had home field advantage against the Hawks. Gay that up. We was watching the uh the Hawks play the Milwaukee Bucks. When it was supposed to be the Sixers. Well, big ups to the Hawks. Cause they handled their business. Um, but the Sixers, man, they just get me fired up sometimes, man. And, you know, um, I never was I didn't I mean, Doc Rivers is a good coach. Um, he is a good coach. But I'm not really calling him a great coach. Would you call Doc Rivers a great coach? Um he's better than most of them. Is he better than Rick Carlisle? No. Spo? No. He's not better than Eric Spoelstra. I don't think so, no. I mean, I... <sighs> Doc, we gonna see, man. We gonna see. Um, football Sunday coming up, bro. You know what I'm saying? You got any gems on this on this football Sunday coming up? Uh not really. Um I think it's gonna be a nasty Sunday. Maybe the Raiders upset the Chiefs. Uh what about the Giants upsetting the Chargers? No. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I don't see it happening neither. Hey, man, listen, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your opinion. You know, it always matters most to me. To our fans out there, I'll be dropping um, snippets on Who's Clutch Inc. on Instagram. And you'll also find this podcast on um, Apple Podcasts. Just type in Who's Clutch Sports Talk Radio. Um, Stay safe. Um, Peace and love.